Look, I got a testimony. I got to tell him what God did. I'm calling God the homie. He took me out of the mosh pit. I will contest the phonies. Separate demons and God's kids. I got to spread his word, so I'm going to show you who the God is. The word is my weapon. I move like a general. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this episode of Walk With Me, and I'm your host, JJ. Thank you for joining us today. I've been seeing all of the people joining the podcast and downloading the podcast. I really, really do appreciate it. I don't give glory to myself because all I'm doing is sitting here behind a microphone, but all the glory goes to God for everybody that this podcast reaches. Thank you for joining and listening to this podcast. Like I always say, you could be looking at or listening to any other podcast. And I listen to several podcasts and I watch a lot of podcasts. And so you could be doing the same thing instead of listening to me. But I do really do appreciate that you're here with us. And I hope it helps you as this the main theory, the main theme of this this Bible study uh, podcast is to help people in their everyday living. And to that end, I really thank you for downloading it and spending a half hour with me. So uh, before we get started, got to take care of the housekeeping. Uh, take care and take care and uh, look at my check out the sponsors here. We have so exquisite creations. I finally got the TikTok name right. But here's the trick. You have to spell it exquisite. X-Q-I-Z-I-T. Exquisite that way. So it's so exquisite creations on TikTok. Uh, get your tumblers made. Uh, there's other things that she makes on there. So go ahead and and give that a good look at. Uh, True Bars are still making beats and he's still doing lyrics. Uh, check them out on YouTube. And oh, and then that's another thing. Uh, we may be going to a video format very soon. We're going to be doing some t- test runs of the podcast within the next few weeks. I just got to get through this really busy time with the nine to five. You know what I mean? So uh, just look forward to that. And also, uh, if you have any Bible questions, and we're going to be dealing with a Bible question today that's very serious. If you have any Bible questions, I don't care what it is. Even if it's a one-word answer, go ahead and email it to walkwithmebiblestudy at gmail.com. And I apologize that the name is so long. I couldn't find any cool, shorter names. But walkwithmebiblestudy at gmail.com. And again, I thank you for taking your time to even send me a question. I've been getting some wonderful questions. Uh, so let's go ahead and take a walk because we're going to deal with one of these questions today. Now, this question, it, the question, and I I do really enjoy reading the backstory of why people ask questions. Um, and that's great. And the reason why I say that is because this particular question was actually one of my first questions when I really decided to dedicate myself to God. And I I actually sent this up. This was a question that we had in Sunday school. I had in Sunday school. You write down a piece of paper and you send it up. And the church I was in at the time 
Leonard Westberg would uh, read the question, and he gave me a one-word answer: no. And it, I was kind of, I was kind of set back about him had given me a one-word answer, but it's all good. Um, but, and it's just so amazing that this question now is being asked by someone else, and we're going to attempt to answer that question. All right. So the question of this episode is: Can a person be saved more than once? Now. I get it. I actually don't. This is one of the biggest reasons why I don't like using the word saved. If in that context, I'll usually use the term, the phrase living for God or uh, serving God or beginning a new life or I'm born again. And the reason why I don't like using the word saved is because of this question. Because what if you got, quote unquote, saved as a kid when you're five or six years old and you got all the good little feelings and you're running around and you tell your parents you're going to obey and behave and not lie and not break stuff and not hit your little sister and not kick your little brother. And you're going to go to school and you're going to sit down and you're going to listen to the teacher. And then in your teenage years, you go hard left. I mean, like hard left. I'm not listening to my parents. I'm I'm smarter than them. And, and that just carries on into your 20s. And you do all kind of things. And you have a whole bunch of girlfriends, a whole bunch of boyfriends. And you just, you, you're, you're smoking all kinds of drugs. And you, you, are you still saved at that point? If not, then are you lost? And then if you happen to survive that wild lifestyle, that clubbing and all of that, and you happen to survive that wild lifestyle and then you come back in when you're 30, 35, 40, 50 years old, are you saved again? Now, how does that work? And this is why I, again, don't like using that phrase. Now, we're going to turn, we're going to do a couple of scriptures. And again, what's the rule? We're going to read, I'm going to read a scripture and I want you to read a verse above and a verse, uh, verse below. And if possible, go ahead and read the entire chapter. But what we're going to talk about first is Matthew chapter 12. And that's going to be uh, 43. Matthew 12. 43. And it reads as such. When an unclean spirit is gone out of a man, he walketh through dry places, seeking rest and finding none. Then he saith, I will return unto my house from whence I came out. And when he is come, he findeth it empty swept and garnished. Then goeth he and taketh with him seven other spirits more wicked than himself, and they shall enter in and dwell there. And the last state of that man is worse than the first. Even so shall it be with unto this uh, wicked generation. But JJ, what are you talking about? When a person 
is baptized in Jesus' name, and they they repented of their sins, they turned away, and they turned to God. I don't care if you're five or forty-five or ninety-five. If if you have turned your life to God, all of the things that are that have been bothering you, your your sins, your your wicked spirits that have been guiding you into that sin gets cast out. I mean, you don't have to have a scene of the exorcist to have this happen. It just happens. When you get the Holy Ghost, all of the, the Holy Ghost cannot live in the same body as a wicked spirit. I'm going to say that again because somebody might have missed that. The Holy Ghost cannot live in the same body as a wicked spirit. If you want to be filled with the Holy Ghost, that means that e- wicked spirit, the evil spirit, has to be what cast out, and it happens. Now, that wicked spirit, now that that spirit that got you to lie compulsively, that spirit that that told told you all times of day and night that you wanted to kill yourself. That spirit that told you that you wasn't worth anything. That spirit that told you that you was a failure. That spirit that told you to drink until you got your mind numb. That spirit that told you that nobody loved you. That Those spirits, each and every one of those spirits was cast out of you. And I don't even know how many I named. But let's say, for example, I just named 10. And the average person would have more. But let, let's just say I only named 10 spirits right there. I titled 10 spirits. The person now is filled with the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost has cleaned and swept them and, and garnished them, prettied them up. You're going to church, you, you're talking like, you're talking differently. You're moving differently. You're living differently. People that are close to you are like, Man, what's going on with you, man? You don't, you don't do such and such anymore. You don't. I, I was waiting for you to cuss me out, and you didn't cuss me out. And you just got a little smile on your face, and you said, "Well, you know, it is what it is," and you moved on. And sometimes when you got angry, you didn't curse anybody out. You didn't call anybody any crazy names. You were living a Christian life because the Holy Ghost had swept you out cleaned you up, took that needle out of your arm, took that stuff out of your nose, took that weed out of your lungs, etc., etc., and I just ain't like four more, and set you on the right path. However, if you look very closely in verse 44, that's that one spirit that got cast out in 43, just one, said, I am not resting out here. I ain't got no place to sleep. I am homeless. So I will return from the house from where I was thrown out. And he comes back. That spirit, the evil spirits, the wicked spirits will always come back. This is not, this is not JJ saying this. This is what Jesus is saying. Those wicked spirits will come back. And then when they come back, you haven't been praying. You haven't been 
reading the Bible, you haven't been even talking about God, your faith is gone. Oh, you, listen, I and also get some of this stuff because there are certain things that, in the Christian walk that I struggle with. You know, and sometimes I run out, I feel like I run out of things to pray for. But when you get to this point where the Holy Ghost is gone from you, got nothing, all you have is an empty space. You have an empty space, like a house where people have moved out and left the furniture. It's all swept and nice and it's all clean. The fireplace is all clean up. Tables all wiped off. Dishes done, put away, because that's what the Holy Ghost did. Holy Ghost set you right up. You were very clean. You were good. You were living for God. And the devil came back and looked in the window. That one devil came back and looked in the window and said, huh, God ain't here no more. What? God ain't here no more. He ain't got no more Holy Ghost. Oh, okay. So, and because he has been cast out of this house before, he says, you won't cast me out again, I bet you. And he goes and finds seven more like him, but worse. I'll explain that. That lion spirit will go and get seven worse lion spirits. That adultery spirit will go and get seven worse adultery spirits. The drug spirit, and this is where I see a lot when, when people are, are living for God and God is taking drugs out of their life and they they backslide, they turn their back on God, and they end up really just strung out and destroyed by drugs. This is this is this is the most evident way you could see this. That one drug spirit was like, "Hey, let's do some weed." He go back and get seven more. Now, next thing you know, you you mainline in fentanyl, and you have no idea how you got here. All you know is now, all you live for is your next hit. That. One devil that told you that you wasn't nothing, that you wasn't worth anything, and nobody loved you. Well, that's two spirits. They both went and got seven more, so now they come back with 14. That one spirit that kept telling you to walk out in front of traffic and do stuff to yourself, he now go back and get seven more worse. And now we're up to, let's just say I started with 10. We're up, the 10 came back plus 70. So that's 80 worse spirits than you started out with. You're not saved anymore. Why? Because it says in verse 45 that the last state of that man is worse than the first. Which means before that person came to God is better than how he ended up after he let the Holy Ghost get away from him. He neglected his relationship with God to the point where the Holy Ghost departed from him. So he's not saved. He, if, if he were to die at that, he or she or they, I'm, I'm going to use the actual pronouns. I'm not doing all this other stuff. But if that male or female died at that particular moment, when the Holy Ghost had departed and those spirits moved back in, they were lost. 
I don't care how many times they pray through. Bible says that, not JJ. So be careful when people tell you, give you the idea that once you get saved, that's it. You can do what you feel like. Oh, we're going to talk more about that at another, another time. But right now, we want to make sure we answer this question. Can you be saved more than once? I'm going to say no. And the only reason why I'm saying no is because I don't like the word that word using saved. Now, I know the Bible uses it. I know the Bible uses it. So don't get mad at me. Don't send me 252 emails with 22 pages of scriptures where the word saved appears in the Bible. I know that. The word saved is in the Bible. The same shall be saved. He who call on the Lord Jesus Christ, he shall be saved. Even Acts 2.38 shall be saved. But that shall be is future tense. Even though saved is past tense. That's the way we look at it. Saved is past tense. Shall be is future tense. Well, I shall be at work on time. I'm not there now. If I'm not at work on time, I shall be fired. I'm not fired right now. Thank you, Lord. Fired is past tense. If I don't do this, I shall be. If I do this, I shall be. And a lot of people lose that context and they just think of the word saved as once I'm once I've gone down and I've accepted the hairy hand of fellowship and I've signed a church role, that's it. I'm assured entry into heaven. This is not true. You have to maintain this relationship with God. You have to maintain contact with God. Just like you maintain contact with your, your spouse, your kids, your parents, your family. And I, I'm a fine one to talk. I, I'm really hard. It's really difficult for me to make contact with people. It's really difficult for me. But this is something you have to do. You have to maintain contact with God. Because if not, the state that you ended up in is worse than it was when you first started. And Paul was real clear on this. Paul was really clear. And a lot of people, you know, kind of glaze over the scripture. But if you look at 1 Corinthians 9 and 27, he's very clear on this. And this is now, let's take this in context. Paul was one of the greatest evangelists in the Bible. He started churches up and down, left, right, and on this corner, on that corner. This is the, this was, Name a famous preacher, and Paul was 22 times greater. I, I grew up listening to Robert Schuller and Teddy and Graham, Robert Graham. I, I listened to all these guys. But this Paul, not only was he a better evangelist, he was actually preaching the whole truth. And this was Paul, the same Paul that God struck down and blinded him. And then made him the greatest apostle, the greatest evangelist out of all the rest of the apostles. Paul said right here, Corinthians 9 and 27, but I keep my body and bring it into subjection. 
I keep under my body. I keep control of myself. I keep, I stay in control of what I do and where I go. Lest that by any means, by whatever means, by how many devils come knocking and looking in my window, when I have preached to others, I might become a castaway. Paul was concerned about after all the things he had done, falling into the role of Matthew chapter 7, when Jesus said, not everyone that says to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom into heaven, or enter the kingdom of heaven. Paul was concerned about that. If Paul was concerned about this, how much more should I be concerned about it? I'm just being real here. Remember, this is about, this Bible study is about realism. It's about the truth. So to answer your question now, no, you cannot be saved more than once. You can only be saved once. And that being saved occurs when those gates click behind you. That's when you're saved. After you've lived your life, after God has called you home, and if you've, God has called you home, at that moment you are living right with him, then you are saved. You got the Holy Ghost. You living for God. You doing what you're supposed to do. You've got no sin in your life. Then you are saved. Now, I already know. Somebody's going to email me and say, "What? Well, how are you going to live without sin? And you know what? I don't have. If you email me that question, I'll answer that question. How about that? I make that deal with you. Got some great questions, and please keep them coming. I love the questions. Believe it or not, I love the questions uh, because it it helps me focus my in focus my reading and study, um, and that way I hope I'm helping someone. I don't care if this uh, podcast only reaches one episode, one person, only reaches one person. That person, that's what I'm doing this for. You. Anybody listening to this right now, I'm doing this for you because God told me to do it. And no, I didn't even want to do this podcast. a really funny story. I didn't want to do this podcast because I don't like hearing my own self speak. But God put it on my heart to do this podcast. So I hope that somebody gets something out of it. And I think you would get the most out of it if you asked questions or even if you had questions about a previous episode. By all means. Feel free. Shoot an email. Uh, walk with me Bible study at J. Uh, no, it's walk with me Bible study at gmail.com. Again, I'm sorry about that long name. But yes, just to wrap this up, you cannot be saved more than once. That does not mean you can, that doesn't mean that you can go to church and then backslide. And once you backslide, you're irredeemably lost forever. Bible talks about that too. We talk about the prodigal son. I think I touched on it last week or last episode. But you is you're not saved or lost in for that matter until your numbers called. The only problem is we don't know when our numbers are going to be called. So it makes sense that you live by this nine twenty seven after you go through Acts two thirty eight, keeping your body. Bring it into, into subjection and not being a castaway. 
I hope that um, answers the question. If not, if you want to send me a follow-up question, you know who you are. I'm not going to say names or anything like that. By all means, send me that question. Uh, and if I, I tell you, if I don't know, I'm just going to come up and make a whole episode of questions I don't know the answers to. But that doesn't mean I'm not going to study and pray and ask God to uh, reveal it to me. All right. Thank you once again for listening to the podcast. I hope you guys are having a great day and see you on the next time. This has been JJ walking with me. Yeah. True. Uh. See, I do it for Jesus. Jesus. Everything I've been doing, give me a reason. Give me a reason. I got this fellow words of a genius. Words of a genius. Everybody needs to know who the leader. Who the leader. See, I do it for Jesus. Jesus. Everything I've been doing, give me a reason. Give me a reason.